Hey folks, this is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on Fat Burning Man, where we talk about real food and real results. When you see a model or celebrity on a magazine cover, you're looking at a lie. It goes deeper than the digital defatting, teeth whitening, and deep blemishing that happens in Photoshop. Fitness models also have a few tricks up their sleeves, trade secrets for photo shoots, you might say. And today we're here with Mark Dama former fitness model who now coaches celebrities, executives, and athletes to optimize their health and mindset. Before we get to the show, here's a success story that just came in. Harley says, I'm excited and hopeful for the first time in a long time. My wife brought your book home to me. Three weeks ago, I weighed in at 390 pounds. I'm 48 years old, and that scared me. Staring at almost 400 pounds seemed like a death sentence. It's a ticking time bomb. I knew it, and my wife knew it. I'm using your program with pig-headed determination, and it's working. I have had no sugar, no processed foods, and no garbage for three weeks, and I'm down 22 pounds in three weeks. Thank you for this program, Abel. Harley, congratulations on that. I, you know, one of the things that excites me the most is you'll take someone who's been eating in a particular way for a period of time, and, and over the course of time, you may be told by your doctors, friends, family that you know you're just putting on weight because you're big boned, or that's the genetics of your family. That's that's what you're born with. That's what you have to settle for. The truth is that every single one of us can improve our health with good old fashioned nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle. You know, getting good sleep, getting sun fresh air, going on adventures, de-stressing, but especially dialing in your nutrition and fitness can absolutely change your life. And so if you're on the fence, you've been listening for a while, and you haven't yet taken action, now is the time. If you want to live for a long time, you have to put the right food on your plate. And the longer you do that, the easier it gets. If you'd like to try the wild diet yourself from the device you're listening on right now, check this out. We have a new plan, which is 30 days of seasonal, wild, mouth-watering meal plans that are designed to help you drop fat with real food. Here's what you have to look forward to. You don't need to slave on a treadmill for hours. You don't need to do lots of boring cardio or anything like that. You can actually lose weight by exercising less with our quick, wild seven workouts and just a bit of walking. We'll show you how to reprogram your metabolism to go from a sugar burner to a fat burner, which helps with sugar addiction, and also speeds fat loss and weight loss. You don't need to obsess yourself with eating six-plus meals a day or eating out of these tiny little portion control containers or processed foods or, or diet foods or anything like that. You simply eat when you're hungry, and it's all real food. No ridiculous workouts, calorie counting, or gloom required. If you're ready to start shedding stubborn fat while eating delicious food, Get our 30-day program for a limited-time discount at fatburningman.com slash 30 days. You can write that down right now or enter it into your phone, your computer, your tablet, or anything you're listening on right now. Just put in this web address, fatburningman.com slash the number 30, D-A-Y-S, and we'll fix you up with a listener discount. And we really hope you like it because the new seasonal meal plans are something that we're recreating all the time. And uh, Allison and I are eating these meals literally every day and every night, and we know that they're great. We know that it can help you get to the next level of nutrition and fitness and health, and we're really proud of the work that we do. So go check it out, and we hope that you like it. On to the show with Mark. You're about to learn how much water to drink each day for brighter skin, more energy, and less fat, why you don't need willpower to change your habits, how much sleep you really need, how to tap into the power of your unconscious mind, and much more. Let's go hang out with Mark. 
All right, folks, Mark Dama is a high-performance health and mindset coach for celebrities, entrepreneurs, and executives. He has a master's in positive psychology and is a former men's fitness model. Mark and I first met when we spoke on several mastermind panels together right here in Austin, Texas, and I'm stoked that you're on the show today, Mark. Thanks for coming on, man. Oh, well, thanks for the invite, Abel. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. This is going to be a good one. So let's start by just kind of unraveling and digging into what is it about health and human performance that really fascinates you? Well, it really started when I was about 13 years old. Um, I grew up in a place called Rochdale, England, and um, I was really into sports. I played rugby, played cricket, I swam, played soccer, yeah. loved sports, and I was overweight. And mm-hmm. I had I had no idea why I was overweight. Yeah. And it bothered me, you know, people at school would make fun of me, um, really didn't like it. And then one day I, w- I got home from school and I overheard my grandfather making a comment about my weight to my mother. And he, at the time, it's like, man, you know, at school they're making fun of me. I come home and my own grandfather's making fun of me. Of course, he wasn't making fun of me. He was like concerned about my weight and was telling my mom about it. I, right. I just took it like he was making fun of me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just decided, I thought, man, I've, I've got to figure out how to get healthy. So I started reading you know, men's health, men's fitness magazines yeah. and doing what it said. And I remember the first thing I learned was that water is good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. didn't know that. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that. Of I course. used to drink soda. I used to drink fruit juice only. Right. I actually didn't like the taste of water. Yeah. I hear <laughs> so, that all the time. Yeah, really. And, and fruit juice is supposed to be healthy, right? So I, I remember growing up, it was the same thing. Me and my brothers were just like, "Yeah, we'll drink tons of like those big things of juicy juice, like a whole tin of it. We just polish it off, and I can't, I can't imagine how much sugar is in that. But anyway, keep on going. Concentrated fruit juice. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just wanted to be in shape and healthy. Mm-hmm. So bit by bit, I started learning more, applying more. Then I started reading books on health and fitness. You know, then I um started hitting the weights room and had some type of structured exercise and I started to see believe it or not when I started drinking the water I actually started to see results pretty quick yeah uh, <laughs> when I got rid of the soda and right. the fruit juice and just drank water I started seeing results pretty quick so that's I was stoked from that by the time I was like 15 16 I was in awesome shape mm-hmm. so I went to on to college to study um, sports science and physiology and out, out of college, I got into personal training. To be honest, Abel, I was just very interested from a selfish point of view about how I could be at my best physically. Sure. Um, so I, I love learning. I love reading. I love applying things. So started off with a selfish pursuit. And then later on, I started realizing, you know, I could I can help other people with this, too. I love that you brought up the water thing, because I, I really do hear that all the time. And I think most people don't realize where the vast majority of people are starting off, right? You know, when you're when you're mm-hmm. first trying to get healthy, most people are starting from this place of complete either uh, you know, being ignorant of the way that it works or or more mm-hmm. often I would say being misinformed about mm-hmm. how this works or or being, you know, understanding propaganda or marketing as opposed to actual uh, things, but but when you talk about you know drinking water instead of things that are either pure sugar or you know obviously terrible for you sodas and and things like that, it's incredible the results that 
-hmm. that one simple change can make in your life. I remember one of the first blog posts I wrote that went viral was about how uh, one of my friends in college, he was on the crew team, and he was going to get booted off the boat if he didn't lose about 25 pounds uh, within a month. And, uh, And I mean, you know, within the world of fitness modeling in in a lot of competitive sports going up and down in weight is not uncommon but he decided Mm -hmm. to see if he could do it and and lose those 25 or maybe it was 20 pounds by getting rid of all his liquid calories and just drinking water and then eating normally and that was the only change he made and he made weight just by doing that because when you look at a typical you know diet especially of a college student there's a lot of beer there's usually a lot of soda (laughs) fruit juice milk Tons of stuff that, you know, may or may not be bad in and of themselves. You know, something like mm-hmm. milk is an example of that or even fruit juice to some degree. Uh, but with the amount that most people are having of these things, just making that one little tweak, drinking water instead every single time for a month can make some massive changes. What were some other things that, that surprised you as you kind of grew up and, and turned into a seasoned veteran of, uh, of training and exercise and health? Um, I'd say doing the high intensity mm-hmm. high intensity exercises you know i thought oh, i'd have to go out for a long run to lose body fat you know go run running as far as i can for yeah. as long as i can and then i realized man when i do 30 minutes of high intensity intervals mm-hmm. i seem to get better results just from doing that yeah um other things that i did was um cutting down my carbohydrates yeah yeah, I, for, for example, I remember when I started out for breakfast, what I would eat is I would eat um, cereal. It was usually Weetabix. I'd have about five or six Weetabix yeah. with, with milk on. Hold with, on. Is that like shredded wheat? It's like shredded wheat, except it's it's got sugar in okay. as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit like shredded wheat. So, <laughs> so I used to pour the milk over the shredded wheat, and then my mom, she heard that glucose powder <laughs> gave you energy yeah right so the, the glucose <laughs> so, is healthy gives you energy so i used to pour glucose powder wow over the shredded wheat yeah we used maple yeah. syrup but <laughs> same okay. difference um so i found out that wasn't that wasn't too too great so um when i switched that over for to an omelet an egg egg based you know protein based mm-hmm. um breakfast i did really really well with that um yeah, and then I started doing, started realizing that you know I was a protein type when it came to mm-hmm. metabolic types. Sure. Um, as soon as I switched switched to more, I guess back then I didn't realize, but it was a more paleo diet. Yeah. As soon as I started shifting towards a paleo diet, that's when I started seeing really great results. Isn't that interesting too? Because I, you know, especially as a kid, I was I was always the chubbiest brother. Uh, especially before I hit puberty, I just thought that's the way it was, and I liked the food I liked, and I, you know, ate some things, I drank some things, whatever. It's what mm-hmm. it was, and the rest is just who you are. But you start to realize, as you did, that uh, the choices that you make are just that—they're choices, and you can decide to be healthy or not, even from a young age. And one of the things that I think is being lost is many now adults don't know how to prepare the right foods for them. They don't know how their genetics will interact with different dietary paradigms and, and exercise and things like that. But one of the things that, that I want to do with this show and everything that we do is kind of give that simple advice that can get people from a place of, you know, eating 
<laughs> eating shredded wheat with glucose powder over it to, you know, easy enough switching it for some delicious eggs and bacon, maybe with a bit of veg on yeah. the side, which, you know, you might like that even better. It doesn't even come down to personal preference as much as like having that knowledge in, in your back pocket and then putting it into action and then watching your body and life transform. What are some other little things that people can do uh, if they're just getting started? Well, actually, maybe the most powerful thing I learned early on, and I just fell upon it by chance, was actually when I started drinking water, I told myself, I didn't, I didn't like water. Yeah. And I read it in the magazine that it's healthy for you and you've got to drink water. Yeah. So I was 13 years old cheers. and I said to myself, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I said to myself, okay, for the next two weeks, all I'm going to drink is water. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink the milk, fruit juice, soda, just water. And um, I didn't do anything else different. Yeah. I didn't change anything else with my diet. Didn't change my exercise. Didn't change my diet. Nothing. Mm-hmm. All I did was two weeks focused on drinking water instead. Yeah. And after two weeks, it was easy. I actually liked the taste of water, mm-hmm. and it became a habit. And then for the rest of my life, since then, I pretty much just only drank water. Yeah. And I fell just through that. I realized that man, being healthy is all about just making habitual choices right. that point you in the that take you to where you want to go it's just creating habits mm-hmm. new habits and i just fell upon it with the water habit i just started drinking water for two weeks after that water was easy didn't have to think about it all i do is grab water without even making a conscious choice that i want water mm-hmm. and then i moved on to another habit and moving on yeah. so what i tell my clients and what i always tell people who are starting out is Focus on one thing that you know will make you healthier, lose weight, whatever it is you want. Just focus on the one thing and focus on that for two weeks or a month. Yeah. And only do only make that one change. Mm-hmm. Everything else keep the same. Because I'm sure you found as well, Abel, that a lot of people who are wanting to really transform the body and transform the health, mm-hmm. they attempt to do everything all at once. Right. And it lasts a week or two and then it completely falls apart then they start talking bad about themselves and negative negative self-talk goes on and they give up and you know they totally go off the train for a few weeks or maybe months or even years before they get up enough courage right to go at it again full out and then feel the disappointment when it doesn't work for them right and i think so much of that is is personality based as well uh for some people it seems like you know just tearing that band-aid off and doing a complete lifestyle change might work and it sticks for some people but it doesn't seem like that many the ones who Mm -hmm. really seem to get traction over time i think are like you said the ones who take that one area of focus and then making it an unconscious decision from that point forward right building that habit and then you know when i wake up in the morning i don't think about it I just kind of like, I'm not even awake yet a lot of the time, but I'm walking to the cupboard and I'm grabbing a cup and filling it with water. And that's just kind of the first thing that I do. It doesn't take any willpower or effort. In fact, uh, it's almost the opposite because now I associate it with how I feel better after, right? It's, right. it's that thing where my day hasn't started unless I've done that yet. And so you can build good habits and bad habits and it's not quite as scary and terrifying as most people make it out to be, right? The idea that... Even if you don't like water, that you would be drinking water for two weeks, pretty simple, 
right? It's it, not necessarily easy, but pretty simple mm-hmm. and straightforward. Mm-hmm. What are some other examples of that? Some other examples. We got swapping the, ex- the breakfast. We got drinking water. High intensity drinking, exercise. High intensity exercise. Other things would be, I like to focus on one meal at a time with my clients. Yeah. So if they're wanting to work, if they're wanting to transform the diet, then we may start with the breakfast. Mm-hmm. All right, for two weeks, a month, all you're going to do is focus on having a healthy breakfast. Yeah. Once that's unconscious and you've just got into a habit of having, like you said, like some eggs, bacon, and veggies or something, mm-hmm. then we'll be like, okay, what's the next easiest thing? What's the lowest hanging fruit that's going to have the biggest results for you? Yeah. Maybe it's working on the lunch, making sure to get a healthy lunch for two to four weeks mm-hmm. and eat whatever you want the rest of the time. Yeah. Maybe it's the sleep. I'm big, really, really big on sleep. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's getting to sleep at a certain time, or maybe it's turning off electronics at a certain time so you actually feel tired when it's time to go to sleep. Right. There's, there's many, many little things you can do to improve your health, and it's just about doing one thing mm-hmm. at a time and seeing the whole process as more of a marathon rather than a sprint. Yeah. And then um, really having self-compassion and giving yourself a break Mm -hmm. and realizing that yeah you know okay i might make a mistake here and there that's fine i'm human as long as i keep at it focus on it soon enough it's going to become a habit and i'll move on to the next little change for me yeah so as you grew up you know you started to get a handle on on being physical Mm -hmm. and kind of controlling your body composition when you were in your teens as i did as well kind of in a similar way but then i fell off the wagon again when you kind of switched that world from being a normal person yeah. to joining the world of fitness models and people who are yeah. at the elite level, what did you notice is the most striking dif- difference? Is there something that they know that other people don't? Is it a simple you know, matter of how you're living your lifestyle? Is it giving up the things that you love, making sacrifices? What did you notice? I noticed a few things. So first thing, which is, this is extremely powerful for anybody who's wanting to make a shift, whatever it is. And that is the identity you give yourself, Mm -hmm. the identity you give yourself. So for example, I knew early on that I wanted to be a fitness model because I I was read these magazines as a youngster and that helped me, that that inspired me to, you know, do something about my weight. And I decided to work. I was like, yeah, I want to be a fitness model. And, um, I actually gave myself the identity of a fitness model. I thought, well, I'm going to be a fitness model. Mm-hmm. So I am a fitness model right now. I'm just a fitness model in training. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw the world through the lens of a fitness model. So I'd ask myself, would a fitness model eat this? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat this. Would a fitness model work out right now? Yeah, they would. So I'm going to work out. It's Christmas Day. Would a fitness model work out on Christmas Day? It would work out on Christmas Day, yeah. so I'm going to work out. Yeah. I just started t- taking on the identity of a fitness model, so I started making those decisions. Mm-hmm. And I really encourage that for anyone. Maybe it's not a fitness model. Maybe it's an athlete mm-hmm. that's powerful, or you know, maybe I'm a fit dad, you know, or I'm yeah. a fit mom. If you keep telling yourself that, you're going to believe it, and then you're going to start making decisions that are in line with a fit dad or a fit mom. That is such great advice. Yeah. Right. So, um. One of the things with fitness models is, you know, we, they, they just do the habits 
the right habits more consistently than everyone else. Yeah. And they generally have a plan for everything. Mm-hmm. So they've got a training plan. They know exactly what they're doing training-wise. And um, they've got a nutrition plan. You know exactly what they're doing nutrition-wise. And they'll keep everything ticking over at a certain level. You know, they'll, they'll stay in okay shape mm-hmm. the majority of the time. Or good, actually, be really good shape yeah. the majority of the time. And then if they have a shoot in a week or two, mm-hmm. that's when they'll start doing drastic measures like, and cutting water right. before the shoot. So they'll stop drinking water. They'll start, some of them will drink wine so they look more dehydrated in the morning. Right. And they'll, they will dehydrate themselves so they look m- more ripped. Mm-hmm. If they're a little bit too heavy before the shoot, which I've done that before, they'll be on the treadmill doing high interval sprints. Mm-hmm. High, yeah, interval sprints, you know, every day until the shoot. Yeah. I remember, I would never do this now. This is like back when I wasn't as, I guess, educated as I am now on optimal health. Yeah. Um, but I remember dieting for this one shoot, dieting for a couple of months for it. And then I'd dehydrate myself. I'd have a really hot bath the night before and wow. not drink any water. Yeah. Have a bit of wine the night before, so I'm super dehydrated. And then on the day of the shoot, having a Coca-Cola because the sugars make right. my muscles pop out even more. <laughs> yeah. So I looked amazing, but I felt terrible. Right. Absolutely terrible. Most of the time, after a shoot, most fitness models feel terrible. Like, they need to just rehydrate, eat, mm-hmm. sleep, rest up, you know, and hopefully not get sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my friends, I remember, this, this was the first time that I kind of, many years ago, heard about this this world of what people were doing to make weight or to look great on stage and, and all that stuff. And and one of my friends who, you know, was perfect fitness model shape, super low body fat, when I saw him before that weekend, I'm like, jeez, I mean, he looks like Superman. But you could tell his eyes are a little hollowed out, like his soul yeah. is gone. Yeah. <laughs> but his body, you know, looked good. But then after that weekend, I saw him again. And he had gained, I think it was, t- he's a pretty, you know, tall guy, but he gained 25 pounds in a weekend. And, of course, most of that is, you know, water weight, kind of the yeah. way that your body uh, yeah. reacts to, to that sort of treatment. But he said, you know, the thing that his body craved was rice cakes. He ate a whole bag of rice cakes and just, like, the weirdest kind of most disgusting food that you wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Put yeah. all the weight back on and more and then kind of, like, was heavy again and then dieted back down and then does another yeah. shoot, you know, like, later in the year. And that's, that's how it goes all year. He's going from just being starved to a little bit too heavy for what he wants but great compared to anybody else yeah Uh, and then you know dieting it back down so what i'd like most people to realize about this is is number one there are definitely tricks that get people to the front of a a a magazine or for a fitness Mm -hmm. model shoot that in real life don't really work like that <laughs> like mm-hmm, drinking mm-hmm. a coke while in certain circumstances if you're carb depleted and then you yeah. drink a coke and you're a low body fat and you have muscles that they can go to that can make you look bigger but it's still bad for you right yeah it's still bad for you <laughs> and after a while of doing it i was i was fitness modeling for like, I don't know, like seven years or so yeah and um after a while i was just like this is dumb i just don't want to do this anymore yeah I'm dieting down, feel terrible. <laughs> I just feel terrible while I'm dieting down. Right. Cutting calories on purpose and working out extra, cutting calories, feel terrible. Yeah. 
um, feel terrible after the shoot for what? For one shoot for like a couple of hours or something. Right. Um, and I just realized this, is, this just isn't good for my body. This isn't why I got in to training. Right. You know, I didn't get into training to make myself feel terrible right. <laughs> for a while just to look good. And well, um, this is a total leading question, <laughs> but isn't it easier to kind of stay at that that happy homeostasis? You know, the the amount of effort that it takes to stay at your maintenance weight compared to being at that super low body fat, it's not even close, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's zero effort. Yeah. So zero effort. Now I I pretty much stay at the same weight. You know, if I want to if I want to cut down, I'll just cut down what I'm eating a little bit mm -hmm. and. And train a little bit harder. If I want to, if I want to bulk up, I'll just eat more. Yeah, and that's it. I'll just eat more. <laughs> but you don't, and, you don't worry about eating fat because, or getting fat because you're eating the right way. Here's the thing. So that's a really good question, Abel. I used to be the guy who measured all the food. Mm -hmm. So I'd have some little weighing scales, some really high quality ones, and I'd put the food on, and I'll dial in the scales what the food was, like chicken, right. and it'll tell me like it has this amount of protein, this amount of fat, this amount of calories, and I used to measure all my food out and know exactly how many calories. And um, the, life the truth of a fitness is, it worked. <laughs> right, the life of a fitness. And the truth is, it worked. Yeah. Okay, by doing that and following a strategic plan of how I was manipulating my diet, carb cycling, calorie cycling, mm -hmm. all these things. They definitely, definitely worked. Now, I think of it now like a type of 80-20 principle. Mm -hmm. And to get the last 20% of my physique, by doing this carb cycling and monitoring my calories, it would get me to the last 20%. Yeah. If I just wanted to be 80% good, which still looks great and I feel way better, I just feel great, I don't need to do any of that. Yeah. I simply follow a simple paleo style diet. If I want to lose a bit of body fat, the first thing I'll do is increase my um, exercise. Mm -hmm. I'll just increase my exercise volume. That's usually it. I'll just increase my exercise volume and eat the same. Yeah. If I was like, oh, I really need to lose a bit more, all I would do is reduce my calories a little bit. And what I mean by reduce calories is I'm not measuring it. Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, okay, I'll just have a fifth. I'll put one fifth less on my plate. Yeah. That's it. I'll just put a little bit less than I usually do on my plate. Mm -hmm. And that works. If I want to get bigger, like right now, I feel like I haven't really been eating. I'm like six foot two, you know, 220 pounds, and I haven't really been eating as much as I probably need for the past maybe year. I've just been eating, been losing weight and putting mm -hmm. it on. Now I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to feel good. I want to make sure my body's well fed. Yeah. So now I'm just eating more. I'll just put a fifth, a fifth more food on every plate and eat a little bit more. I'll put on weight. Will I put on some body fat? Mm -hmm. If I do, I, maybe. If I do put on some body fat, I'll either increase my exercise intensity or just eat a little bit less. Yeah. What I like to communicate to my clients and everyone, everyone who's listening is. It can be really, really simple. Mm -hmm. make it, you need to put on weight, eat more. You want to lose a bit of weight? Okay, well, increase your exercise intensity first yeah. and maybe eat a little bit less too. Yeah. So I love that we're talking about this because I have people on the show. Some people say, you know, calories don't matter. They, they go to right. completely one side of it. But as you know, 
especially when you start to get into the elite level, it definitely matters to some degree. Yeah. Now, they're not all created equal, um, but if you're if you're number one starting with the right foods, like you talked about, if it's if it's lots of fibrous veggies, if it's not too high in in carbs, and you're eating you know nutrient dense food, then there is an effect of um, eating more and less that you can see in your own body. But you know, if you're still eating bad food, then you don't really have to worry about calories because it's kind of a crapshoot anyway, right? It's like right, right. calories only start to matter when you're eating the right food and you're doing it in the right way. But I hope, you know, in you talking about this, it takes away some of the mystique about weight loss, right? Because some people think that they are this way. They've always been overweight. They're always going to be overweight. When you're in the circles of that, that you're in, yeah. you understand that it's a process. For people who have a harder time, though, losing weight or they're eating the right foods, they slash their calories a bunch, they're still not getting results. What are some things that they can do or, or that you help people along with that might be some other strategies? Well, first thing I like to see is how much have they slashed your calories by mm-hmm. and how long has that been going on for? Because as you know, if you slash your calories too much, then it can start messing up with your hormones right you can start messing up with your testosterone other type of hormones in your body especially with women estrogen mm-hmm. and if your hormones get messed up then that's going to affect how much body fat you lose right. it's going to affect your muscle mass that can slow down your whole metabolism so your body just isn't burning that many calories anyway and mm-hmm. um, so i check that out another thing that i'm really big on is sleep yeah. A lot of people forget about sleep in mm-hmm. the equation. And studies show that if you're getting anything less than six hours sleep, you're more likely to be overweight. Anything less than five hours sleep, you're more likely to be obese. And mm-hmm. um, so sleep quality is very important. I've had clients before and all we've done is focused on the sleep, mm-hmm. getting really high quality sleep, and they've lost body fat. Yeah. That's because while you're sleeping, you're actually burning fat, but also your hormones get optimized while you're sleeping and your body rebuilds, it builds muscle and gets your body working properly mm-hmm. moving forward. So sleep is a big one. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you going to sleep between, you know, around 10 p.m., 10.30, mm-hmm. um, maybe latest 11? When you go to sleep, is your room black? Is it dark? It's completely blacked out. Are you getting enough sleep for your body how much sleep do you need well most people tend to need around eight hours sleep mm-hmm. a good way to figure out how much you need is by getting to sleep at 10 p.m every night for a week yep and not putting an alarm on and seeing what time you wake up right if you wake up you know, if you be getting seven eight hours nine hours and you've done it for a week, well, look at the average, and you're going to start to get an idea of how much sleep your body actually needs. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize um, because they're always using alarms. Yeah. And wake up an alarm after six hours sleep, and they might maybe feel groggy, but after a coffee and, you know, slap in the face, mm-hmm. and feel all right and ready to go. And they're like, well, I don't need much sleep. I'm six hours, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whereas if you let your body tell you, you just sleep in until your body wakes you up, you can have a better idea of how much you do actually need. One of the things I like about where the world is going is it's getting so much easier to track that. And one of the things that I've I've learned by uh, actually when I was on the ABC show, they all started using 
Fitbits. And so that's when I started using it as well. I'd use one of their older ones, but I didn't like it at all. But now the, the ones that go around your wrist, and they're just the activity trackers. Mine's the uh, uh, Charge HR. So I mostly use it for sleep tracking and also just to kind of see how active I was that day, see if that relates to sleep. But one of the things I noticed is, is my wife has one as well. There's a big difference between the amount of time that you're in bed and the amount of time that you're actually sleeping as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. The things that you said, you know, making sure your room is black and uh, a, a cool temperature, uh, various other things like that, they can really help a lot. But for me, I realized that no matter how good the situation is, I'm still a relatively light sleeper most of the time. And if I'm in bed for eight hours, I'm getting seven. And if mm. I'm in bed for nine or ten, I might be getting eight, seven, nine. It really fluctuates a lot. And it, and mm. it fluctuates depending upon how well I'm eating uh, what my stress level is, so many various things. But one of the cool things to notice as well is that people are different. So when you look at my data, and hopefully I'll do a blog post on this soon, but when you look at my data, uh, I typically get seven hours and 15 minutes to seven hours and 45 minutes of actual sleep a night, no matter what I do. That's like the average that it comes out to you every week. My wife, though, gets like at least a half an hour, 45 minutes more than that, and seems to really need that. And I think that's a perfect example of how people need to pay attention to their bodies and realize that we're all individuals. And hopefully you're not telling yourself the story where you're like, I'm one of the people who never needs sleep. I right. can just push it and push it. And, you know, the typical type A or whatever. Have you seen some epic, uh, you know, crash outs from some of your clients who have acted that way and then, you know, it, it went sideways? Oh, I mean, you can usually see it in the body. Yeah. You can usually see it in the body, like, oh, you know, I'm not stressed out. I, don't, I really don't need much sleep yet. Yeah. They're overweight. They're, they look so tired. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're telling me that they, they can't lose any body fat. They've, they've been working out, exercising. They're eating good. Yeah. Um, yet they're not losing any weight. And you'd be like, oh, okay. And I said, well, how much sleep? Well, I don't need much sleep. Okay, well, what do you drink throughout the day? I've had friend. you know, I know people have had, like, Six espressos and a rock star drink. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Yeah, it. I, I don't what? need any sleep. No wonder <laughs> you don't need sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, and you know, in in Hollywood as well. I, you know, there's mm-hmm. other things that people take some sure. executives to keep themselves going, and um, you know, yeah, you know, I can speak of that too. Some illegal stuff. Yeah. That take and how, um, how common is that this has come up in a couple of interviews lately yeah um i mean I've, i know of a couple of cases yeah of people i personally know and i was like what yeah. like really you know i i was shocked because i it's just not in my world you know i don't even i don't think that's i don't think that stuff exists in my world right. you know i'm talking about you know high quality coffee with you like what's the sure. highest quality with you? you know that's about as far as i go in terms of stimulant yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? so yeah it's real you know i've got um i've, I've spoke to people who yeah you know they, they're tired so they thought they'd do a line or something to pick them up and keep keep them going and sure. you know that's what that's what people do when you've got a high stress job and you're you're an entrepreneur and you're an executive and you've got a lot to do. It's, it's okay to do that just as I pick you up so you can get a bit more work done. And the issue, I, I believe it's common, man. There's usually, yeah. I know a couple of people that definitely do. And um, as you say, there's 
there tends to be no smoke without fire. So yeah. and I think it's-, it's so interesting when you look at that world too, because that's one of the other things I think it's so important for the average Joes and Janes out there to understand that the, the celebrity world, the Hollywood world, a lot of times when there are millions of dollars on the line, there's wonky stuff going on and yeah. uh, that's not realistic for most people to, you know, kind of apply to their own lives. Or even, you know, when I was on an ABC show coaching a guy down for 14 weeks, you know, he's on national television. That is incredible accountability that that is impossible to fake in in your real life in that way. Yeah. So what are some things that, that people should really learn about since we in some ways live in the fringes? What are some other things that they should know that would give them some hope? of getting their health back instead of necessarily being on the front of a fitness magazine? Again, I, I would just like to say it's, it's actually really, really simple. Yeah. Okay, really simple. Drink enough water each day. That's a great first step mm-hmm. for anyone, including these Hollywood executives that are taking right. other types of performance-enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. To keep well, performance enhancing maybe not. Right. But taking things to keep them going, <laughs> give them face, energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. To give them energy is actually, if you make sure that you're hydrated in the first place, you're going to have more energy. Right. A lot of them are taking coffee and all si- types of things, and are constantly dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So they're going to feel, they're going to feel tired. Yeah. So. Um, how do you increase your energy levels? Help yourself lose fat? Well, make sure you drink enough water, step one. Mm-hmm. How do you know how much water to drink? An easy little formula I like to use is take your weight in pounds, cut it in half. So I'm like 220, mm-hmm. 220 pounds, cut that in half, 110. Make sure that that's the minimum amount of water you drink per day in ounces. So the minimum amount of water to yes. drink for me would be 110 ounces a day. Yeah. Just take your weight in pounds, cut it in half, turn it into ounces, and make sure that's the minimum amount you drink per day. Mm-hmm. That one thing is going to help you lose body fat. It's going to help you your skin brighten up. It's yeah. going to give you a lot more energy. Yeah. Other things to remember, it's all about your environment. It's all about your environment. Willpower is finite. Mm-hmm. Willpower does not last. We know that from the, the studies on willpower. Um, know that from positive psychology studies on willpower. Meaning you may have willpower first thing in the morning when you're nice and refreshed. Mm-hmm. But after a long day at work, when you've had to make so many decisions and you get home, your willpower is unlikely to be as high. So if you've got junk food in the house, mm-hmm. you're more likely to eat it. Whereas if your house hasn't got any junk food in, all you've got is healthy options, then you're more likely to eat the healthy options. Yeah. So I tell my clients and other people wanting to get in shape to, as much as possible, make sure the environment you spend the most time in is just full of healthy options. That's it. Mm-hmm. Make sure your car's full of healthy options. Make sure your home's full of healthy options. Make sure when you get to work, your desk is full of healthy options because I know there's a, there can be a lot of temptations at work. Yeah, people bringing in chocolates, people bringing in cakes. It's someone's birthday. Here's some donuts. Right. Um. So work, it's a little bit harder to control, um. But you can take control of your desk and make sure you've got healthy options there. Yeah. The fact is, 
the easier you make it on yourself by making your environment a healthy environment, mm -hmm. make it easy to work out. You have your gym kit all nicely laid out or ready in a bag whenever you need it. You've got one in your car. You've got one in your home. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> you have it all planned out. The easier you make it for yourself, the more successful you're going to be. As soon as you start relying on willpower, the more likely you are to fail. Yeah. That's why it's better to rely on identity, like you said before. Yes. Is there something, though, you know, so you were a fitness model. That that identity yeah. worked for you. Fat-burning man is, is seeming to work well for me. Right now. <laughs> is is there anything that, that people can kind of do in their own lives to give themselves an identity that's not quite as squishy as I'm a healthy person now, right? Like, is, yeah. is there anything yeah. that you've, you've seen work? Yeah. Yeah. Um... It can be it can be anything for anyone. Like I said, um, I know I've had clients before. A lot, most of my clients are men. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had clients before, and they wanted to be fit so that when the the sons and daughters got older, they could still play. You know, run around with them, still play ball with them. You know, still, yeah. you know, mess around and be good, not just be overweight and can't really get involved. Right. So um, they've taken on identities as as the fit dad. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm the fit dad. That's great. You know, what what would the fit dad do? Yeah. Instead of using it as an excuse, which so many people do, right? They're they're like, I'm a dad, so I can't work out. No, I'm the right. fit dad. I'm the, I'm fit, the dad. fit dad. Yeah. I'm the fit dad. Whatever yeah. you want it to be that works for you, do that. And the key is, tell it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell it to yourself often. Mm -hmm. Smile when you tell it to yourself. Allow yourself to believe it, and you will become that. Yeah. On the show that I was talking about before with, with Kurt, so he's, well, he's 48 now, but a grandpa, and his little mantra that he'd tell himself, and we'd kind of go back and forth, whenever things got hard, is his nickname was Grandpa Meanie. <laughs> so Grandpa Meanie never gives up. That's right. the mantra. Grandpa Meanie never gives up. So if it was, you know, eating a salad when he didn't feel like eating one, or going for a walk or, or whatever it was that was hard at the time. That was the little thing. So that seemed to really get him through some tough moments. And I think everyone has that that bit of meaning that they can apply to their own lives and identities. I think the fit mom, fit dad, fit grandpa, grandma, whatever it is, that works mm -hmm. so well. And I hope that you listening will, will try that out yourselves. We're just about out of time, Mark. But before we go, why don't you tell folks uh, where they can find you and what you're working on next? Okay, well, they can find me at markdharma.com. Um, that's just markdharma.com. And what I'm really working on is really focusing on mindset. Mm -hmm. So how to be happy, how to be confident, how to be you know, super motivated. Um, my master's degree is in positive psychology, so mm -hmm. it's all about optimal mental performance. So I look at that in, in terms of fitness and health. Um, but I also look at it and, you know, really enjoying life and having <laughs> – here's a lesson I learned in my 20s. I was in really great shape. I was a fitness model. I was in fantastic shape. Mm -hmm. And I thought when I started the journey as 13, I thought, man, if I was just in really great shape, I'd be so happy. Like yeah. life would be awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And then I got into really great shape and, you know, for a part of it, I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was not happy at all. Yeah. I was an angry young man, wasn't happy. And then I figured, man, I'm in great shape, but I'm still not happy. I thought, well, um, it must be because I don't have any money. 
<laughs> so I'll start, I'll, right? That's what I was right. like, okay, so I'll start making money. Sure. So I started making money, found ways to make money, and things were a little bit better. But at the end of the day, I was still unhappy. I was unhappy. Uh, you know, I did have bouts of depression. Mm-hmm. I was still angry. And I was like, man, like, I've got a good body. You know, I've got money. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 20s. I'm meeting lots of women. And I'm still not happy. Yeah. So I need... I realize that, you know, the, the real key, key to life is this, mm-hmm. your mindset, your mind, understanding your mind, learning to take control of that and direct it the way you want it to go. The trickiest one. The, the trickiest <laughs> one. Yeah. That's, that's what I started focusing on. And now I, I share tools with people on how to really take control of the mindset as well as the health so that you can really be at the best both physically and mentally. I love that. Well, Mark, this has been a very revealing interview in, in the best of ways. And I hope that people listening out there, even though you are talking to one of the elite level guys, you realize that you can get there too if you'd like to. And you don't have to make all the mistakes and sacrifices that some of us have made along the way because it actually is or it can be as simple as getting your water in, eating clean, you know, doing that high intensity exercise that you talked about as opposed to punishing yourself over and over again, but just doing the intense stuff. And playing like a kid again, bring some joy to yeah. all of this because that's that's what will bring longevity to your life and to your habits is actually having some joy being attached to all of this, to being the fit dad or the fit guy or gal, whatever it is. So, Mark, thank you so much for sharing this with the world and I appreciate your positivity and uh, how transparent you are about what you do and your background and why you do it. So thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Before you go, don't forget to grab your listener discount on our 30-day fat loss plan. In this plan, we share 30 days of mouth-watering wild diet meal plans that are designed to help you drop fat with real food. The meal plans are paleo-friendly, easy to make, and literally the meals that my wife Allison and I eat just about every day and night to stay lean, fit, and happy. In the program, you'll get the most effective method of meal and nutrient timing to best stimulate fat loss and muscle recovery, the truth about how much protein you really need for your body type, 30 days of specific healthy fat-burning meal plans as a done-for-you nutrition strategy, and tons more. If you check it out today, you'll even get a listener discount. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com forward slash 30 days. That's the number 30, D-A-Y-S. Once again, that's fatburningman.com forward slash 30 days. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fat Burning Man. If you liked it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, the podcast app, or wherever else you might be listening to or watching this show. Got a second? please leave me a quick review on iTunes. I always love hearing from you. And if you think someone else might like and benefit from this free show, please take a second to share it with a friend or with a family member. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at FatBurnMan and Facebook by typing in Abel James or FatBurningMan. Drop me a line anytime. Did you know that I've recorded over 150 episodes of Fat Burning Man, winning four awards in independent media and hitting number one in more than eight countries? And here's some more good news. You can download and listen to every single episode for free. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com. I'll give you a second to type it in, fatburningman. 
Com, and you'll get all the show notes and video and audio versions for all the past episodes of Fat Burning Man. Better yet, enter your best email at fatburningman.com, sign up for my newsletter, and I'll even send you a quick start guide to start burning fat right now and a few of our ridiculously tasty recipes as a special thanks for signing up. Once again, just go to fatburningman.com right now, enter your best email to get your free fat burning download straight to your inbox and make sure that you never miss a show again. This is Abel James signing off. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.